Purpose, a podcast that highlights the unique stories of professionals that pivoted their careers to align with their work lives and personal lives more purposefully and with more joy. Pivot with Purpose is hosted by Megan Hull, a globally accredited career and business coach and creator of the Megan Hull Method. Welcome back to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hool, and in this episode, we talk to Brian O'Connor, co-founder and chief innovation officer of the vegan and cruelty-free Vivid hair dye company, Good Dye Young. Thank you for listening to Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hool. You can find out more information about each guest, including full transcripts at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com. And if you'd like to share your own Pivot with Purpose, click on the share button and add your story to the conversation. Finally, be sure to subscribe and share your comments wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Your support amplifies our voice. And now, this week's episode. Brian is a staple in the styling scene in the South Entertainment Capital, Nashville. With 20 years of cosmetology experience, his expertise in color and style has helped shape Good Die Young's products, and he is focused on quality ingredients and product performance and sets a high standard for all of the brand offerings. Best known for his longtime personal and professional relationship with his business partner and client, Haley Williams of Paramore, Brian has paved a colorful road for himself in the hair care industry backed with 20 years of cosmetology experience and a high-profile client roster, including Fall Out Boy, Jewel, and Cheryl Crow. In 2016, Brian co-founded Good Die Young, a vegan and cruelty-free vivid hair company, and since then has grown into an industry-leading multi-million dollar company and top-selling target brand that is breaking the boundaries of what inclusion, community, and vivid hair color means. Brian O'Connor, thank you for joining us on the Pivot with Purpose podcast today. I wish I lived closer so I could stop by the salon after this and get some highlights, vivid yes, highlights. We'll, so we'll yeah, do a I little bond building on those poor sins. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> get to Nashville soon. I'm adding it to my list of travel Please spots. Please do. But how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Oh, how are you? Here, Same. You know, I'm so honored to have you on the podcast and for taking the time out to tell your career pivot story, which I know has a lot of really cool angles and a few businesses in there. So I know we have a lot to talk about. Let's just dive right in. You ready to get Let's this go. party? I'm ready. Let's get the party started. Let's do it. So, you know, I intro you in, but I always love candidates to control of their story and narrative as well before we kick off pivot. So to start off, tell us, what are you up to these days? I know I let the cat out of the bag that you're based in Nashville, but yep. what are you doing on the daily work routine? What are you loving right now? Like, give us a glimpse of Brian life. Oh my gosh. Day to day life for Brian right now is every morning I wake up, I own my fiance is a horse trainer. And so we live on a 17 acre farm an hour south of Nashville. So I usually get up, help him feed and kind of just make that part of his day a little bit easier for him because it's just himself and we have currently 13 horses on our property. That's so amazing. I'm coming right now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it is so right. peaceful. Aww. It's like a little piece of just like a breath of fresh air. It's work. Don't get me wrong. It is right. hard work. And so then I've been driving in. Haley and I opened Fruits, 
salon in Wedgwood, Houston area of Nashville. It's just a little part of like downtown Nashville area, a suburb. And so we opened Fruits in October, towards the end of October. Ironically, Haley and I also happened to be on tour at that point. Is, for those who don't know, my business partner, but also best friend. And she's the lead singer of the band Paramore. And so we opened a salon and we've been working on it for like two years. Like the pandemic really threw a wrench in everything. And we've had the salon open now. I was on tour with her as it opened. So I didn't even get to enjoy the first like month of it being open. I was on the road. But thankfully, I have an incredible staff who kept it, I mean, blazing and going and they were a lifesaver. And so now my days have been spent behind the chair Tuesday through Thursday taking clients. Running a salon, a horse farm, and then Haley and I have Good Dye Young, which is our our hair dye line, which is yeah. why we ended up opening a salon. And so we have that going. We've been going into a lot of great retailers. We have some new retailers coming up for this year, which is really amazing and exciting. And then in between all of that, Paramore and Haley are dropping an album the top of February. And so... I will then go back out on the road because I do all of Haley's looks, hair, makeup, cut color style, all of it. But I do her hair and makeup for every show. So that is my life in a nutshell right Just now. Just a few little things. <laughs> that's the, that's things. the very like small condensed version of that story. You get, like an A plus plus for that. And <laughs> hi, Haley, if you're listening, <laughs> I love you. That is just so, so freaking cool. So tell us like early on, Brian, like were you always in love with hair and color growing up? Did you know early on what, what you are doing today? What's your calling? Like where did this love come? Yeah, obsessed. By the age of 12, you could ask anyone in my immediate family, including like aunts. I grew up in a very woman forward home set. I was really raised by my grandparents. And then my mother was the oldest of three siblings, but my grandfather and my grandmother divorced and he remarried. And that grandmother, my mom's stepmom, had three aunts. So it was kind of like the Brady Bunch. And Love so it. growing up, yeah. a lot of them were still teenagers when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was I was enamored by them getting ready, the whole thing, the hair, the makeup, mm -hmm. the outfit, all of it. Yeah. And so so by the time I was 12, you could ask anyone in my family and they knew that like, oh, he, he wants to do hair when he grows up. My best friend, I grew up in Michigan. I was born in a small town called Tawas City, mm -hmm. Michigan. Awesome in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, but my best friend growing up, her mother was a hairstylist and she was also a close family friend. And so she did everyone in like my household, their hair. And that really is what really, really pushed me because when I would spend time with my friend, Melissa, we would sometimes be at her mother's salon that she owned her place of business and I became her second shadow. So but, cool. Like yeah. with every client. And so yeah. by the time I was, yeah, 12, it was for sure. And I remember as a teenager, just all I looked forward to was graduating high school because it was terrible. Kids yeah. are like, high school is just awkward and rude and mean to everyone, I feel mm -hmm. like, in some form or another. Yeah. And so I graduated and I ran straight to the nearest cosmetology school and I was graduating, had my license and was apprenticing by 19. 
Wow, that's so amazing and so freaking cool. And it's just like growing up in the environments where that's around you and to have that inspiration and calling and like this beautiful family and network of support early on is so incredible. Yeah. At the age of 12, I was fired from doing my Barbie's hair because every single Barbie hair had been melted off with the crimper that I used to use. And they were completely bald, Brian. So I absolutely knew hair was not in my future. <laughs> That's amazing because Handa got at one point, my mom said, because I too had Barbies. I had Barbies and Ninja Turtles. So we oh, had the full gamut going on yeah, here. You got to like diversity, you know? But but the Barbies, it came to a point where my mother was like, okay, if you cut any more hair, that is the last Barbie you will ever see That's in your it. life. You're like, Oh, I'll like, do and I would be like, I'd be like, but she's going out and she needed a bob. What yeah, are you talking I mean, about? It's like this is season. every sophisticated woman's ideal. Like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah. And I also love it, too. Like, I also had an aunt growing up. So going through the 80s, like the Madonna years and like all the 80s, like all the things like it's super cool and getting ready, seeing her getting ready for prom and it's just awesome to have like cool family around. Yeah. You learn from and you're inspired by and and here you are. I mean, I remember even growing up and like with that, like aunts wouldn't so much let me, but I would get friends or yeah, close friends or anyone who really would let me. I would do kitchen hair. Oh, I mean, yeah. from the from the time of 12 until literally after I was licensed, then it wasn't really considered kitchen hair because I was licensed at that point. But so anyone who over. would. Yeah. yeah, anyone who would let me touch their hair. I would do prom updos for a lot of my girlfriends, like Jeez. in high school and anything that I could get. And that was what was so funny is I would rather do that than actually go to prom or a homecoming or a dance. Yeah, I had more fun getting yeah. my like girlfriends ready, my friends ready for it than like me actually going. Me and being yeah. social in a room full of like crowded people gives me no, such anxiety. Thing. I've gotten better as I've gotten older. But when I was younger, I so painfully awkward and shy about it because I just didn't understand that it was actually anxiety. I just thought there was something wrong with me. Yeah, same. I mean, I well, first of all, we I would have been your best friend in high school. And now we're best friends now. So sorry, Haley, yes. but it's me and Brian now. Well, how lucky for all those who know you to have you in their lives. And now you get to do all this fun stuff with people in person in Nashville after getting that apprenticeship, getting in at 19. Like, what were some of those other early career pivot highlights? Where else were you working early on? Any other fun pivot backstories? Oh, yeah. So yeah. So I was in hair school. I decided like, um, I just took it upon myself that like, you know, I'm 18. Like, I don't know why. I think maybe because I was always drawn to people who were older than me. And most would say that I'm more like old soul. Like anyone that I've drawn to has been always older, more mature, put together than I have. And so at 18, I was like, well, I have to move out because that's a part of adulting. Like I'm yeah. 18, I need to move out of the house and I need to start my career and like do all these things. So I did exactly that. And I remember at the time to support myself, I was going to hair school Monday through Friday from eight in the morning till four in the afternoon. And I would leave there and I had two part-time jobs. My first one was working for Starbucks as a barista and I hate coffee. Don't ask me why <laughs> I did that. For Not for me. But honestly, the work atmosphere and it was very easy to move up within the company. And yeah. honestly, it was a great company to work for in that manner. And then yeah. I then took on being front desk at a salon part time as well. 
So I was doing all three of those during the week. I literally took no days off to myself from the age of, yeah, 18 to well into my 20s, probably. But a lot of those pivotal points were in there was I think that truly doing that, as weird as it sounds, although it wasn't targeted towards my career, I was working towards something for my career. Yeah. But it just taught me more how to be aware of my time, my scheduling, which is a big part of what I do now. And then while I was doing that, I also at one point took a job of all places. This is going to make me sound so old, but it really wasn't. It was in the early 2000s. So we're talking like 2005 or five and six. I worked at Glamour Shop in Opry Mills Mall yeah. in, in Nashville. <laughs> I mean, amazing. (laughs) There's glam shots still around. It's just called something different now. It's an Insta story. And when I tell people that, I'm like, oh my God, how embarrassing. That's amazing. But honestly, it really honed in, you know, because when you go to cosmetology school, I just thought, and thank God I had people who had done hair and done it. And they, I was really inquisitive about asking like, okay, like what's a really good cosmetology school to go to, to graduate, to get your license? Like I was a sponge. So I was like, I want to soak up as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone was like, it doesn't matter because they're only going to teach you what you need to know to pass your Mm -hmm. state board test. They're not going to go above and beyond that. Mm -hmm. They're only charging you tuition to be there to do the bare minimum of what they need to, to get you your license to pass your test so i was like all right i have to go out and i have to learn more it is on me so glamour shots helped that the lighting the doing makeup and hair seeing how it worked with the lighting with the photographer and then after that i ended up taking a front desk position at rodney mitchell swan in franklin in the factory and that really i think was what helped me the most with my career was assisting alongside some really talented and amazing hairstylists and i still believe to this day like as long as i've been doing hair i don't know everything about hair and if i do i need to find a new career path i'm big on always kind of wanting to learn wanting to educate myself and sometimes that are my peers peers older than me who have been in their field longer than i have but also makeup artists, hairstylists, cosmetologists, whatever you want to say, I find I learn more and I am more rejuvenated and revived by younger people doing hair and the way that mm-hmm. they approach it. Because now there's so much access to your phone, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, you know, whatever outlet yeah. visually it may be. And it's just, it's incredibly motivational to me to see somebody who has never spent any time like maybe in a school setting for makeup or for hair but they've really honed it in in their craft and their art themselves and so seeing that in a salon environment because every creative person although you know you're given these sort of key set of rules that they give you in school or any sort of training that you do every creative person that I know takes those and then they mold that into their own. And so it's always, I found it so expiring at the beginning of my career and I still do of just how much you can really truly learn and catch on by just 
sitting still, shutting your mouth mm-hmm. and watching other yeah. people. Oh, gosh, what great lessons. And I just love your your thoughts on keep learning and learning through others. I feel like there are so many resources out there now. I laugh at my mom. She was like, I watched a YouTube channel on how to cut my hair short. I'm like, Mom, no, put the scissors down. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little dangerous to some points, but... For creative, there there's just so, so many outlets. And, you know, beyond what you do now, do you do any training or education through your own platforms, Brian, or like any offerings you have? So we do a lot through yeah. Good Die Young. We have a, we try yeah. to keep everything, especially for hair color and kind of the that DIY at home setting of doing hair color. Mm-hmm. I think what makes us really good is I remember growing up and being so enamored by any product I could find anywhere could have been Rite Aid, Walgreens to what professionals use in a salon. And so I was always a guinea pig. My hair was... Like, let me try it out first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My hair was <laughs> yeah. every color, every... I mean, I never really had long hair growing up, mm-hmm. but like, it to me, it was nothing to fry it off and buzz it off and start over. Like, right. <clears throat> yeah. So... Clean slate. Yep. So now we have we have our YouTube channel and we try to do as much um, education that we can through TikTok, through even Instagram. But we do a lot of videos that we keep on our YouTube channel that people can refer back to to just really sort of take out the stigma behind, you know, vivid hair color in general. Vivid being Roy G. Biv, rainbow, bright, vivid, creative colors, pinks, yellows, blues. Because a lot of the times for most people, that means lightening your hair or bleaching your hair at home. And so, you know, we do a lot of education, I feel like, and I've talked about it a lot through Good Die Young about it. I also have done education before for other companies when I first started out before Haley and I had our own business. It's not... Not that I hate it. Again, my anxiety, I've gotten better and better about like getting up and speaking in front of people. And to me, that was doing that sort of education was part of like trying to help me shake off those nerves and to be mindful of speaking to someone and 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 like and like right. you know, and you know, you know yep. and using those words, those key <laughs> words that just like yeah, <laughs> give you a break, but really are like what I've learned by listening to people and by asking questions is that it almost makes you when you do a lot of that sometimes like you're not sure that you know what you're talking about so doing those things are really like to me were really important and so now we continue education here in the salon though at Fruits it's it's something that I'm I'm really big on whether that's for Godai Young it doesn't have to be we use Goldwell hair color in the salon and we carry Mm -hmm. Kevin Murphy hair styling products and uh, they are all really good, truly good professional quality, professional grade products. Although even good dyeing is, but you can get it at Sally's, you can get it at Target, you can get it at Walmart. You can still take them home. You get that professional quality, but we're also kind of holding your hand through all of it. So to me, education is really important and keeping my staff the creativeness I want to learn from them more than anything so half the time I think when I feel like I'm we're, we're setting up classes here selfishly I'm like <laughs> this is right you're like what can I yeah, learn today what, what oh, can I learn today I love that. and so uh, 
So that's good. a lot of the environment here between the staff and the work environment in salon that we've been doing, but also even through our staff for Good Die Young. I'm constantly yeah. learning of different ways from how the staff, some of which who, you know, there's only one other person in Good Die Young that is actually a licensed cosmetologist mm -hmm. besides myself. And so it's always fun to listen to how people approach hair or a product as a consumer, as someone who is buying right. it. And so yeah. that all, always helped me in that sense of education of two of like having like a, oh, okay, you said you use this like this. So I need to think more in this headspace for something yeah. next or how, because I sometimes just like anyone else can kind of get in that like, oh, well, it was meant to be specifically used like this, yeah. especially yeah. when I'm the one working with the chemist in the lab and like talking through it. But I'm like, I forget <laughs> in real life yeah. settings, if I was picking up that product, but I would have no hand in making it, I would read all the directions and everything that they said, don't do, I would do. And I would try to right, do you're like, I'm just going to try this. Yeah, I'm like, uh, first yeah. of all, rules are made to be broken. Otherwise you exactly. wouldn't give me a rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and what's so incredible about you, I can tell you are so not ego driven, always be learning like what an incredible pillars that you have just internally as a business, which, you know, I want to dig more into. As I was mentioning before, teaser time for our little break questions. So I always love to put everybody on the spot and ask you a yes or no question, and then we'll take a quick break. So yes or no. Do you remember the exact moment you wanted to go off and create your own business model and product offering? Yes. Okay. So yes. And with that, we will go to a quick break and we will pick it up when we get back. All right, Brian. So before the break, you said yes. Tell us about that moment and the energy behind making that decision. Was there something that happened and you're like, this is it off on my own? What did that look like for you? You know, I think I first remember it with Haley. A lot of my pivotal moments, and I'm very thankful because our friendship was much more business forward facing in the beginning. And it grew into this really like truly deep friendship. But Haley was the first one to like come to me, especially uh, mm -hmm. about Good Die Young. Mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted for myself as far as like hair. I had dreams and one, let me preface this as like a gay boy from the middle of nowhere, Michigan, just getting out and being able to be me in any capacity already felt like a, a, a challenge and a job in itself just to get to that point. So anything past that and further was like, mind-blowing as dumb as that sounds and as little as that may seem <laughs> and so when I kind of met Haley and it was right at this key time I think for her the band and their music it was right before Riot their second album which was their big single was Misery Business off of that and they really kind of took off got a lot of radio play MTV was playing them a lot but I had just did this really big change for Haley with her hair. She had come back from Japan. She had referenced Fruits Magazine from Japan, which is a streetwear magazine. Cool. Hence the name of the salon here. Awesome. And everyone started talking a lot more about her hair coinciding a lot with the music. 
every article even then was like the flame haired singer of the, you know, like the bright haired. And so I was like, wow, this is something trickled down to a few years later. And Haley's like, I really, I want to start a hair dye company, but I can't do this without you. Is this something that you would want to do? And I'm obviously my knee jerk reaction is, well, hell yeah. Like, what are you like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Of course, because I already in my head was already more than than I could. I can dream it, but for it to be verbalized out loud that this could be something that could happen was like, mm -hmm. oh, this could really go somewhere. Yeah. Fast forward to seven years later, let me tell you, it is hard work. We're still growing a business. And I think this is going to sound, I don't know how it may sound, but to explain to the person, retailer, investors that you're talking to, it's all old, gray-haired white men. And so yeah, huh? trying to convince them that vivid hair color like this isn't just a fad or a phase right. or yeah. trying to make it not just a fad or a phase. You know, it, it's been an obstacle for her and I, but I have not regretted an ounce of the time that I've put into it. And let me tell you, I've put a lot of time into it. Yeah. And from there, then her and I really talked more because I'd worked in a lot of salon settings where I'd worked for friends who were opening up salons. Mm -hmm. So throughout my career, I got to see it, but in a very much like closer viewpoint or vantage point than some would. Yeah. And I remember working for two friends who I watched them go through the whole process of opening up a bigger salon. Maybe they started in a very, you know, one or two chaired salon and they grew it into a an eight chair salon. And so I could see and I was like, you know what, I'm a creative person, but I don't know how much of me can do the business forward facing aspect of a salon like that. And let me be very frank also, and I can say this because I am one, hairstylists in general can just be the most dramatic people ever. For absolutely. And Megan Hool. It's fine. <laughs> We're in good company. For absolutely no good reason other than <laughs> just okay. being dramatic. But it's fine. <laughs> and so I was like, do yeah. I want to deal with a bunch of memes? Like, does that sound oh. remotely fun? Oh, but Haley was yeah. like, I really think we should do it. And yeah. I was kind of more hesitant about opening a salon at first than she was, believe it or not. And this is what I do every, you know, I do every day. Mm -hmm. But and boom, here we are now. You know, right. we have good Diane. And like I said, it is my baby. It's like my first kid, my first love, because it was already to start with a hair dye company was already way more than I thought I was allowed to have. If that makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just That's so exciting. Yeah. And so yeah, to get to do that to now being able to have fruits, which has been open, like I said, since the end of October. So we're yeah. almost at not quite three full months. And it's just been all going. But I mean, really, a lot of that is because Haley kind of, you know, I've been pushing myself a lot of the ways, but Haley saying like, hey, I want to do this, but it doesn't feel right to do it without you. Like, I've learned so much yeah. about hair because of you. And like, she was like, and I don't, I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. And, and honestly, it's not any of those things as great as, as I would like to be in my craft or hope to be continue to come and be better and, and more detailed at it. None of it is something that I, I ever would like to have done alone. 
you know? Right. And so yeah, having the support. No, it's nice to have a partner. Absolutely. No? And so yeah. that has made yeah. it a lot easier. And I'm very fortunate and thankful in that way. But I'm still constantly learning and growing through all of it. Yeah. Good Die Young taught me one key thing, and that's patience, because I have zero, zero patience. Also same. Yeah. <laughs> I just am like, yeah. Colt, my fiance, he's like, I can't mention something that I might think might remotely spark an idea of interest in you because he was like as soon as I mention it you're diving face first into it you're like and I'm like yeah and uh, and I was thinking about that and I was like oh my gosh he's so right like why do I do that to myself like why do I do that to oh you're so it's like that's yes and I'm like full speed ahead like nope Uh I'm not gonna stop until I get it to where I want it to be like, that's so freaking incredible. Well, Brian, then you have the opposite people that have all these ideas and they sit in fear and uncertainty and they just freeze. Yep. I think the direction and the passion you have behind it, you know what you're good at. You know, you have that confidence. You're always wanting to be learning. It's huge. And so how did you and Haley meet? Were you working in a salon and you guys just kind of came together and yeah. here you are today? What was that story like? So yeah. I met Haley. I was, I had just turned 20. She had turned 17. I was still apprenticing actually um, under Darla Walker at Pink Mullet Salon in Franklin, Tennessee. And wow. I feel like everything that I really, my work, ethic, why I continue to push myself the way I do is because of her. I really learned a lot about the craft and the business. She's very, very, very talented hairstylist, but also an amazing and exceptional business owner. And so at the time Haley came in, I was apprenticing. So I was the one doing the shampooing, grabbing towels, hair color robes. You know, I was helping mix up toners if Darla needed it and all of this. And so I had met Haley, but it was only as an apprentice sort of position. Well, Darla went on maternity leave and Haley called and made an appointment and was like, I would like him. I'm familiar with him. And so from there, when she came in, that's when she came in and was like, all right, look, we've been working on our second album. We're getting ready to do a music video, all the promotional photos and press stuff that's going to go out. And we just got back from Japan. Here's this fruits magazine that is like a streetwear fashion magazine. Literally, they go around the street and capture really creative, stylish, everyday people in their clothes. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I really just want to look like an anime cartoon character of myself. How can mm-hmm. we do that? Thus came you her are. and yeah. I really kind <laughs> of talking out and working out what would become that misery business look. You know, the yeah. the bright orange cool. bangs that was almost like kind of cut into a like a faux hawk, very thin emo girl hair, long blonde strip. Most of her head was like this red orange color and people started to talk about it. But really it started from there, that one single thing. And then the next thing that I did with her was on set. The first music video I ever did in my life was Crush, Crush, Crush for them. It was the middle of a dry lake and outside of LA, like an hour in the desert. I, being a young, naive kid from now, I mean, living in Tennessee, was like, I'm going to L.A. It's in a dry desert. It's going to be hot. It's going to be amazing. This is so cool. I can't believe I'm doing it. We start filming or start getting ready by four in the morning. And I was like, this was not what I thought this was going to be. I was in a T-shirt. It (laughs) was like two degrees outside. I'm freezing. freezing. We're doing hair. We're doing hair on the back of literally like a U-Haul because there was no like, 
place else to get ready. And I'm like, what was I thinking? I'm freezing. And then, yeah. So anyways. It's it's not always glamorous, it is not. people. No, um, because... You know, you see how I podcast. So it's just behind the scenes, what we do yep. to get it done. <laughs> Actually, that day, a big sandstorm yeah. happened. Of course. So we ran into, like, ran yeah. onto, like, the their bus. They had, There was a bus out there. But it was so bad that, like, sand started filling up just outside of the windows on the inside of the bus because it was blowing so hard. So it was coming through any crack that it could get in. Uh-huh. It was fun. Good time. Crazy. All these shoots where you hear like these death defying things, but you like never know what's going on behind the scenes (laughs) and the magic of production and editing and it all works out. So that's (laughs) that's so cool. And gosh, what an amazing impression you must have made on Haley. And just like, again, like the energy and your passion just comes through. And I feel like for all the listeners that do tune in, there are so many people that are afraid to network or to really let their true colors shine and stand in their confidence. And just, you never know who you're going to meet every day by sharing who you are and your talent. So I love that story. And it sounds like you guys are so on the right track. So tell us more about Good Die Young, Fruits. What can somebody expect in the products? Are people able to come and book your salon appointments in Nashville? Talk about a couple of the sides of businesses and how people can work with yeah. you and, and find your products. So Good Die Young is a vegan, cruelty-free. We meet all the clean standards that are like for Sephora and, you know, retailers like that where they're much more pickier without, it's not organic, but it's yeah. as close as we can get to it. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. a big part of it. But the really big ethos for Good Die Young is besides having like exceptional, amazingly vivid colored hair that is hair healthy and us being conscious about it was how it brought Haley and I together. It was really something that for me was really so simple and came almost too easy to do hair. It's still something that I like scratch my head about is it it always seems to happen so easy for me, but I love how much it can make somebody feel so good about themselves. Um, But the ethos behind that was how hair brought us together and what doing vivid hair color like that says, you know, society, whether it's school work or whatever, has hopefully we're getting through it, but placed all these like barriers and restrictions on it. And it's distracting. And, you know, you're somehow less than if you walk around with bright hair like that. I remember, you know, as a kid, that definitely the motto was like, oh, you're a punk, you're a heathen, you're, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing, which is not yeah. true. To me, it was all about right. expressing myself. It was about like how I yeah. felt internally showing it outwardly. And so really, yeah. that's the big ethos behind Gadai Young is this creative community that we want to pull in people together because it is what brought Haley and I together. And it's like I I always talk to her about comparing it to high school. And, you know, I remember used to walking in and like at lunch and just feeling really clicky. But to me, all I've ever wanted it to be was like, well, why can't the cheerleader sit with the goth and why can't the goth hang out with the jock and why can't they just all be friends because of one common denominator? They don't all have to love and like the same things, but they may be going through something that is very similar. And so that was really big part of it and what it meant. And so about bringing this creative community together through hair and it feeling like a safe cultivated place that everyone could be with a professional touch to it, which was my Mm -hmm. standpoint of like, how can we safely and comfortably hold someone's hand through doing this at home and feel and give them the confidence enough 
to do it, not only just to execute what it means to have hair like that, you know, bleaching, putting the color on and having soy protein, coconut oil, all these good things that can go into the hair and do good things. But how can we also give them those sort of things that their soul might need through that process? Really, a lot of that is just like seeing a face that remotely resembles yours in any form or a fashion and going like, oh, there are other people like me. Well, imagine that. Oh, no. And we kind of trickled that over into fruits. Like I said, fruit is in Wedgwood, Houston on Martin Street in Nashville, Tennessee. We are a full functioning salon. We have seven chairs. We have four, besides myself, four amazing and talented stylists that are booking and taking clients. I am still booking and taking clients as well. So anyone can visit our website, Fruits Hair Lab. Anyone can call and book an appointment. And really it's, again, it's just a safe, creative, part of the way we want to be a part of the community here in Nashville. There is, I know a lot of people think Nashville and immediately think like country music, you know, country music, cowboy boots, you know, Taylor Swift and probably, you know, a trailer and a goat with a picket fence somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) You know, everyone always thought I was like, I feel like they always think like it's the hills have eyes or something like. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think of like country. If you talk to my husband, he'll just think about Tennessee Titans and football. So it really just depends on what your vibe is, is, I guess. But there are a lot of really, really great artists, fashion stylists are coming here more. There's a lot more. So like music yeah. here outside of just country. And so we want to yep. we want to be a part of cultivating that, you know, with whether it's good, die young or fruit. It's just a, a place that you can come get great hair, a great blowout, a great haircut, color, makeup, or it is that you're looking for. But also a, a place when you sit down, hopefully you look around and you see someone who is like you, maybe into some of the same things that you are, or maybe it's not. Maybe you're a queer, you know, LGBTQ part of the community, but like this is just a safe place for you to come in, sit mm-hmm. down, be you, not be judged by being you, get whatever, you know, service for hair done that you want. And just like if you want to hang out, like come hang out. Like right. we just want it to be you know, just that sort of safe haven of what beauty is to certain, like, society does not mean that is the only type of beauty that is out there and what makes you beautiful, beautiful. you know. Well, it's so beautifully said, but it's good to hear both sides of your businesses. I mean, of course, being fruits, like, so we'll have to be visiting you in Nashville. Maybe we need more fruits salons across the U.S., okay, Brian? Yes, I would love to. And Haley's. Next yes, project. I would love to. Well, before letting you go, how has having this business truly changed your life? Oh, gosh, truly all of it has changed it. You know, some days I would say like I'm so stressed out, but it's truly for the better. Even now, and I was having mm-hmm. this kind of on New Year's with my fiance, Colton, we were having really like deep talks and it was just him and I at home together. And I looked at him and I was like, you know what? If this is as good as it gets right now, I am more than happy with my life. Of course, I'm a human being. I still have hopes and dreams and wishes that I would like to fulfill. But being small town gay boy me, who was the product of an alcoholic mother, an absent father, like those were all things that 
in my head as a young child and younger adult, I told myself like sort of made me less than on a society, you know, field or plane or even just mentally internally. I, I very much verbalized abuse myself in that way internally of like, and so now to be at this point, like my life is already more than I could have hoped for. And if I walk out this door, hang up this phone from you and I get hit by a car right now, please know that like my life has been more fulfilled and more deserving than I thought oh. it should have been. So I feel like oh, great. You're so <laughs> I feel sweet. really I great, that. you know, and yeah. I'm very thankful that anyone cares. I, I'm thankful that you even remotely give a shit to put me on your podcast. Oh, my God. We care so much. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you. I'm like, who's this podcasting girl? Here we are. And again, now we're besties. Yes, so, so I just love you. Yeah, but mm -hmm. yes, it is, is so great. So and it's made me, you know, yes. it's made me more of an empathetic person, really. Yeah. Oh, we're doing so much good for so many people that need community now more than ever, especially through the pandemic. And I know that when you launch your yeah. color and just creating these safe environments and we need more Bryant <laughs> in this world. So how can our listeners find you and engage with you before I let you go? What's so you can follow you? Yeah. me or Good Die Young on Instagram at Good Die Young or at Color Me Brian. You can also follow at Fruits Hairline. And we're on TikTok as well. I feel like I'm too old to have TikTok, so I just leave that for the businesses. And you can also, again, you can find Hair Fruits Lab in Nashville. With a quick Google search, it'll pop up and you can call and book an appointment if you'd like to see me or any one of the stylists. But yeah, follow us on all social media and we would love to see you, love to hear from you, all of that. Yeah, we'll get everyone engaged. And Brian, wow. I feel like I've learned so much about <laughs> yeah. you. I think we need like other episodes yeah, coming up like can, a video together. I can dive in further. Okay, stay tuned. I know this is a shorter form of podcast, but as I was telling my producers, I'm like, we need to do this like podcast video tour. So stay tuned and you know, you're going to be doing my hair somehow. Great. So you are next level creative. <laughs> How lucky am I to have the opportunity to share your career pivot story and passions behind bringing all of these businesses to life. So Again, if you ever need a model, keep my number on speed dial. 100%. If you come into Boston ever, please let me know. And I promise I will give you a full city tour. So send my love to Haley. We're sending love. And I'm excited to see what the yeah. future holds. And for all of our listeners tuning in, please make sure to head over to Brian Links. Check out Good Die Young, Fruit Salon if you're in Nashville. Say hello to Brian and us on social media. And make sure to share this episode with all your most creative and stylish friends. So thank you, Brian. Wishing you all success in everything that you do. Thanks, Megan. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Pivot with Purpose. If you love this episode, please be sure to share it with your network. Leave us a review and a five-star rating. If you are enjoying these Pivot conversations and want to keep the personal development going, as an executive recruiter and master career and clarity coach, Join my community and be the first to have access to all of my content to set you up for success in whatever stage you're in career-wise and get some inspiration. Be the first to know about local and virtual events I'll be hosting as well, so maybe you can join me in person soon. Head over to www.meganhool.com community or click the link in the show notes to get on the list. Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hool is a fashion consort production and part of the FC Podcast Network. It is produced and directed by Phil, a.k.a. Corinne. And a special thank you to Spencer Powell for our theme music. 
Learn more at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast.